Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckettes. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Sitting here with my super producer, Ben Ready. Yes, sir. How was your week, Ben Ready? Man, it's uh, hectic, but we getting through it. It's getting better. How about yourself, my G? Uh, you know, it's it's just one of them. I ain't gonna say one of them weeks like it was bad, but at the same time, I'm trying to get in this house. It's some some technical difficulties already. Yeah, man. Not not really like fucked up, but it's just taking a little longer to do the floors than I was expecting. It's coming along nice though. Yeah, it's 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 looking good. <clears throat> it's just you know it's just shit that unforeseen circumstances. Let me put it that way. I had to pay another month of rent in my apartment because oh, yeah, that double, yeah. yeah, like you know shit shit wasn't going like it was supposed to. So we end up having to get another fridge. Just setbacks and shit like that like you know but it, it's all gonna be part of the the testimony at the end of the whole shit like yeah man when it's done your castle done you stick that tmc flag up front, exactly nigga, and it's a wrap nigga exactly so you know it's, it's it's gonna it's all it's all gonna be straight it's just when you going through the shit it's like fuck mental wear down Exactly, like man, nigga, I, I really wish I could be sleeping in the bed in my house instead of the bed in my apartment. But it'll get there. Hey, look, you could have been a, a dumb nigga and chucked the uh, chucked the uh, the apartment off and nigga. just like we are there and you exactly. have to live in that motherfucker. Oh, we be a motherfucking uh, in laws crib. You don't want that? Nah, hell no. Nah. I, I probably just be like, fucking nigga, you gonna have to work around us before I do some shit like that. I ain't gonna be able to do it. And, um, you know, before I, I get off into my shit, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers here and not here. You know, a lot of us are, are blessed to have our mothers still around, still hanging out, still, you know, we can still tell them we love them and hug them and kiss them and see them and all that good shit. There's a lot of us who who not lucky enough to, to have that privilege. So a lot of us should appreciate the fact that we still have our mothers around because some of us don't. So, you know. My my cousin, what my favorite cousin, like my cousin who I looked up to growing up, my cousin Max, he lost his mom recently, like mm. a couple months ago. So, you know, I called my mom. My grandmother passed not too long ago. And that was a long conversation, not long in length, but long in difficult because my mom was crying like a motherfucker when I got on the phone. Because, you know, for a lot of people, it's this a tough time of year. So, in observance of them, you know, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Yes, yes. You know, we wouldn't be here without our mama. Man, technically. Man, for real. You know, and and this episode is entitled Potential Energy. Potential energy is the energy possessed by a body of virtue, by its position relative to others, stresses within itself, electrical charge, and other factors. Basically, like when you throw a ball down at the ground, potential energy is the energy that it has when it hits the ground. So whether or not that energy would be to spread it and it break or that motherfucker spring up, that's potential energy. And that's pretty much what I'm going to be discussing in this episode. Like just how you react to fucked up shit like my house not being ready or. Like how we we had to miss a week. We had to miss a townhouse media Sunday due to technical difficulties. It's all basically a a, a part of the puzzle. 
it's a part of what's going to be when we telling the story of townhouse media after we done blown up and we the the number one podcast company on the planet you know the, these was the lumps we had to take on our journey hello like man boy i remember when we was at at b crib doing this and we had this type of equipment and we were starting out doing like this it's parts of the the story that's going to be told that we weren't here for just be like B started out with a whole different fucking set of equipment before a lot of us even popped up in this motherfucker. A lot of the groundwork laid for townhouse media to be here was a foundation laid before any of us even was talking into these microphones when it was only seriously not another podcast shit. Probably before that fucking pork chops and applesauce show and shit. (laughs) For real. So, you know, it's like I'm, this this episode basically came about during the time of you telling me like yeah we gonna we gonna need another studio dog mm-hmm. I'm like damn it's just a lot of setbacks going on and I tell my wife all the time like you know I, and I've said this you probably heard me on Snapchat and Instagram back in the day when I was doing my little rant videos like embrace L's embrace adverse circumstances embrace when shit don't go in your favor because it, it it's part of what basically when everything goes right what goes wrong is what you brag about a lot of times big facts a lot of times beating the team's ass ain't as dope as the comeback it's always better when you can say nigga we was down 3-1 and still won the championship sweeping the team is cool but it ain't nothing like that comeback it ain't nothing like being down and showing that dog in you. That overdrive. Exactly. Like, nigga, we did this. And, you know, it's crazy because it, it ties in. It was a trip that I wrote this whole episode without even thinking that I was going to record it on Mother's Day. But a lot of what we give the strong black mother credit for is still being able to raise a strong child amongst bad circumstances Mm -hmm. amongst being you know probably under the poverty line or the father not being there and her having to basically fall out of a window and create an airplane on the way down before she hit the ground like a lot of women is out here turning chicken shit into chicken salad and you know a lot of us we don't give our mom enough credit for the shit that she did because she did some shit a lot of us ain't got the balls to do a lot of men can't do what a lot of these women were able to do facts you know so like i just look at all that as far as the the theme of the show potential energy like are you gonna you gonna crumble or are you gonna spring up when everything is going in in fucked up ways how are you gonna react because a lot of motherfuckers cut and run you know, there's a lot of Brenda's out here. Had a baby on the floor, throw the baby in a trash can. <laughs> a lot of you motherfuckers could have ended up in the trash can. A lot of you motherfuckers could have ended up on the floor at an abortion clinic. So this is a lot of what, what makes me appreciate mothers in general. And this show was not about mothers. This is straight from the heart. This is freestyle. Nigga, this is, I ain't even looking at this fucking phone right now. Like, this is just shit when I think about mothers period not just mine everybody mama like it's a lot that your mom had to do that she could have done a whole different motherfucking way you a lot of you niggas could have been swallowed but you're here and we appreciate mothers for that you know i'm gonna go to the the timeline because there was some shit that that sparked my attention i ain't even gonna go to the top right now because um (laughs) Farrakhan birthday just passed Mm. and he was banned from Facebook and Instagram. They said he was dangerous. That's some bullshit. It's a lot of motherfuckers that's way worse than him. That's still on the gram doing their thing. That was straight fear. He's yeah, he is dangerous because he's going to help us rise, nigga. And it's dangerous to them. nigga. Exactly. He not, he not, nah, he not, preaching hate and shit. exactly because that's the thing like they try to they try to play the, the hate speech angle like oh you know he talks a lot of hate speech and i'm like i need to hear that one 
play that speech for me that y'all say is hate speech. It's not hate speech. It's love us. He don't it, it, like Nipsey said, I don't hate y'all. I just only love us. Self love ain't the same as hate. Just because I love me don't mean I hate you. That's a, that's two totally different arguments. Like me and my aunt, you know, like she had posted on one of my my comments, like him and Trump is two sides of the same coin. I'm like, you bugging the fuck out. But that's the thing. When you let the media tell you what a motherfucker is and what a motherfucker is about, of course, you're going to believe that. A lot of times when, when you have false information with no context, that's what happens. They can tell you, oh, uh, you know, he's a fear monger or he's a this and he's a that. If you don't do your own research, of course you're going to believe that that's what a motherfucker is because you don't know no better. So I don't believe that Farrakhan was no hate, nothing and shit. Probably once a week I'll post some Farrakhan shit because we're not going to forget that. Hell motherfucking no. Y'all done killed our other leaders. We're not going to let you silence this one because it seems like nowadays that's like the that's going to be the new kill. We ain't got to kill you. We're just going to get you off the ground. Yep. We're going to delete your platform because now the Internet is so popular. Even if you on TV every day, more mother like put it this way. It's people who are literally famous, a list celebrities. But then you look at like fat boy SSE and he got more followers than them. Or like um, just any of these IG people like DC Young Fly got more followers than probably Will Smith. Just hilarious. A lot of these IG people got more followers than your favorite celebrity. Your favorite celebrity is famous, famous. And there's niggas on IG with like 5 million followers. Your favorite actor probably got 450K. Like the internet is becoming so pop, it's surpassing TV in, in fame. There are more people who know a lot of motherfuckers than know. I ain't going to say Snoop Dogg because like Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, but like Plies. Mm -hmm. Plies rap career. Plies is not like a legendary hip hop artist, but he got more followers on IG than a lot of famous people. Same with Lil Duval. There are comedians more popular than Lil Duval, but on Instagram, he has more followers than them. When you have that type of platform, you can do and say a lot. Like a lot of these niggas careers like, Plies got hit songs because he's popular on the internet. Plies could literally put out, a, I got drip for sale. I got drip for sale. I got drip for sale. It's popular because of Instagram. I don't ever hear that shit on the radio, but that song is a fucking hit because of IG. Yep. A lot of these motherfuckers are blowing up because of IG. You get cracking on IG, you're literally famous. Just because you blew up on Instagram. And for them to take Farrakhan off of a platform that's that popular cripples him as far as getting his message out. So us, we got to pick up the fucking torch and keep sharing his shit. If he have a speech that doesn't go on there, we gonna have to rip that motherfucker and put that bitch on the internet yeah. for him. Because I always say you can kill the messenger, but you can't kill a message. Hello. So we got to keep that motherfucking message alive. Do you know if they took him off of uh, YouTube, too? I got to check and see. I'm not completely sure. I don't think so, because the thing is, Facebook and IG are both owned by Mark Zuckerberg. That's right. He yeah. don't have YouTube. So if, right. if, if he got off YouTube, it was a collaborative effort. Even Twitter. But the thing about Twitter, you only got, what, 280 characters now? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't really get cracking with the 280 like that. He can get cracking on Twitter, but he's not really a Twitter person. And the crazy shit is he's not really super big on Facebook and Instagram. Just his presence alone was the power more than anything. You know, and people saying like, oh, you know, if you're going to ban Farrakhan, ban me, we need to get our own social media. Y'all motherfuckers forgot about Black Planet. You remember Black Planet? Mm -hmm. Black Planet is still cracking. Well, I ain't even going to say really? cracking. But it's still here. It's Yes. Wow. Nigga, I, I opened up a new Black Planet profile just in case niggas wake up. And and if that, that should happen. That's what I'm saying. I've been saying it on Twitter and Instagram. 
Niggas are saying we need to get our own social media. Nigga, we got the original social media. Black Planet was the first social media to have a million users. That's real life shit. Let niggas leave Twitter. That shit gonna be like seasonless chicken, nigga. Literally. And that's all that's gonna be on there. <laughs> Motherfuckers who eat seasonless chicken. If if we get off of Instagram, Instagram gonna die. Anything that we leave is whack. If we get all black on Black Planet, all of a sudden you're gonna see Amy Schumer on Black Planet. Because we create what's cool. And that's the sad part. A lot of a lot of us haven't woken up to realize that like we are the engine of everything exactly they they've been still in our shit for years and we've been the reason why shit been lasting for years exactly and it's it's one of the things like uh when i was thinking about what could black people do that will put us where we should be like what's the magic bullet not saying that it would actually work but what is the thing that i think could put us where we need to be in in the grand scheme of the United States or just the world period. I think that if we could take control of our culture and be the main benefactors of our own culture, that would put us financially above a lot of people. Oh yeah. If let's just say hypothetically, we said we ain't gonna play in the NBA no more. We're gonna play in the Negro basketball league. <laughs> like what the fuck would the NBA be without us? Nigga. Mascots. Yeah, if we said we're going we gonna to create the Negro Football Association. We're going to go ahead and go over here. We all going to do this now. If we took over hip-hop, if we didn't work for none of these labels, Universal, Virgin Records, uh, Priority. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Any of these major labels, if we all pulled our artists from there and said, Nah, we all going on title. Imagine how powerful we would be because a lot of their money comes from either our labor or our Hollywood. Mm-hmm. If we decided we not going to do none of y'all movies. Black Panther is going to um, Tyler Perry Studios. Oh, my goodness. That's bread. But that's what I'm saying, because like right now, they they still got a little smash on Hollywood, but we could take a nice fat ass chunk out of that shit. Imagine if 100 percent of the money from boys in the hood was all black dollars. It wasn't no white major studio. That shit was all black dollars. Friday, all black dollars. And speaking of that, just to tie that in, rest in peace to John Singleton, because I didn't get to say that we missed that show. Mm, Yeah. Rest in peace to John Singleton. John Singleton is the reason why niggas is out of state was banging, nigga. Like his the shit that's how real he brought or his movies was. Yeah, he he basically killed the the stereotype of LA <clears throat> niggas being Hollywood and all wanting to be actors and shit. Mm-hmm. Because out of state, a lot of motherfuckers thought that we was all running around this motherfucker with movie scripts and we was all aspiring actors and we all wanted to do Hollywood and we was all gay and this shit wasn't nothing but sunshine and white bitches. And it was just Baywatch. Once you crossed the fucking border into California, it was Baywatch. Like the whole state was a beach. He was like, no, nah, it's real niggas out here. You will get your head taken off. You know, real for real. And it's like, it's it's not a good thing to glorify, but at the same time, he just opened up the forum to let motherfuckers know that it's a lot going on out here. You know, we, we not just saying, oh, 
just just negative shit because he turned around and made poetic justice mm-hmm. to let you know it's not 100% gangbanging out here. That happens. That's a reality of living in Los Angeles. Niggas get killed. But at the same time, we have love stories. We have a, a you know, it's it's a broad spectrum of what's going on in the lifestyle in, you know, Southern California. But, you know, we need to get get a hold of all of anything that we do culturally. We need to find a way to monetize that shit to our own advantage. Like Ninfo was saying, we need to stop, you know, basically being white slaves in sports. They call the, the, the motherfucker who owns the team the owner. <laughs> like, I, I see the same parallel. I've been saying that shit, especially college. Them motherfuckers ain't even getting paid. They generating billions with a beat and ain't getting a dollar. These motherfuckers, matter of fact, some of them is getting they they scholarship taken away for accepting some bullshit. Nigga bought you a pair of shoes and now your whole damn scholarship on the line. Remember uh, in my episode leverage, I think that was like episode four when I was talking about Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Like, well, fuck your college, bitch. I'm Zion. I don't need your look no more. I don't need Duke. I could sit my ass at home and get drafted off my YouTube clips. If us as black people really sat down as a collective and not even sat down as a collective, but we just had like a coalition of motherfuckers who knew better. <laughs> like, let's just say like we had uh, Michael Eric Dyson and... Uh. You know, four or five other motherfuckers just sit down at a round table and be like, this is what we need to do. This is the mission. Even though if them four motherfuckers sat down, they will blow that bitch up. Them motherfuckers be in there, guns blazing. But just hypothetically, if we just had a meeting of the minds and we got on the same page and did that shit. They'll find a way to throw a monkey wrench in it because uh, you remember Suge. Irv Jay Gotti, Prince, Jay Prince, and it was the fourth one. Um, is it Russell Simmons, Russell? I think, or when, Diddy. When they when they tried because it was no, like it, was, it was all like four motherfuckers from separate coasts. Yeah, so it was like I think it was like um, Russell Simmons, Jay Prince from the south, um, Shug, and I think it was like one more. I think it, it was it, like it four was one more, and they tried to do the to start their own. Might have been Dame Dash. Dame Dash. Think it was Dame That's Dash. That's it, though. Dame Dash. They was doing their own and distribution. All of a sudden, niggas start getting locked up and Feds federal cases in. start coming down. You know what I'm saying? And shit, look look how Dame Dash ended up. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Like, so they don't want us to have that power because they, you know, they the they understand what they, we are. Yeah, they know exactly. who we are. And, and that's the thing. Like, they know our power better than we do. Exactly. Like, they know. Like, the reason... White people are so scared of black people and they think that black people are so violent is because they know that if they was in our shoes, they would be violent. They know that if we was treating them how they treated us, they'd have been burnt this bitch down. Mm. That's the reason they so afraid of us, because they look at us like shit. If we was doing that shit to y'all, we'd have told this bitch up. If y'all if if we was getting treated this way, we'd have been told this motherfucker up. White people's history ain't never been a history of letting motherfuckers kick them in their ass all day. We the only motherfuckers like that. We have this this stigma put on us of being more violent and more this and more that. And really, that ain't us. There's no gang problem in Africa. No. That's a problem that they put on us. All this gangster shit, we learned from them. We, We learned to kill ourselves from them. Look how many how many white homes have legal guns or registered guns. Exactly. More, I'm pretty sure it's more than blacks. We'll ha- we'll have guns, but registered. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I was I was having this conversation in my apartments <clears throat> one day. You know, because I'm like, look, we in a low income apartment at the time that I was having this conversation. I'm like, this is the ghetto. This is the hood. This is the place that white people are afraid of, right? This is a place that white people are so, oh, I would never go there. Oh, if I see a guy over there, oh, I'm scared. But the average white gun owner owns more guns than are probably in this whole complex. 
Big facts. Any any real nigga that's really from a gang knows out of 75 gang members, maybe five have a gun all the time. A lot of them have access to a gun, but a lot of gangs, it'd be like 15, 16 guns for 75 niggas. Whenever you want to go put in some work or do a mission, you got to go get the gun to do it. You ain't even got the gun in your possession. A lot of motherfuckers is like that. So for, for these motherfuckers to look at us like, he, he might have a gun, he might have a gun. No, you motherfuckers might have a gun. Mm-hmm. With any nigga who works with white people, ask him, do you have a gun? I guarantee you, he going to be like, I got a Desert Eagle. I got a 357 Magnum. I have a 223 assault rifle. I have an AR 15 that I'm putting together right now. I got a 30 out 6 with a fucking $1,000 scope. That nigga, white people have gun collections. These niggas ain't never been robbed before. These niggas ain't never been the victim of no type of crime. But they literally have thousands of dollars worth of guns. It's niggas I know that been shot and ain't got a gun. Don't want a gun. Don't like guns. Don't want to touch a gun. Got a bullet in their ass right now. And don't fuck with guns. Because black people have a negative stigma with guns. If you see a picture of a white person with a gun, he's a Second Amendment patriot. Nigga with a gun? Thug. Even if that nigga got a whole ass three-piece suit on. Mm-hmm. Why does he have a gun? You know, it's it's a stigma with black people with guns. White people, the police, white motherfucker with a gun. I've watched a video where this white motherfucker jumped out of a white pickup truck with an AK-47. The cop keeps saying, put down the gun. Put it down. That nigga shot the fucking cop. I'm hit. Instead of shooting this motherfucker, he's calling it in. Oh, officer hit. Shoot that motherfucker. And we get shocked of shit that they thought was guns. And nigga, I don't cough in front of the police. Like, when I get pulled over the police, nigga, here go what I do. I have my license, registration, and the sun visor on a clip so where they can see it. Once them motherfucking lights go on in my mirror, nigga, I pull my license out and I put it in the clip. So my license, registration, and um, proof of insurance are all in that clip on the sun visor. When them motherfuckers ask me, do you know why I pulled you over? No. License, registration, and insurance. I point to it. Can you grab that for me? I'm not reaching. I put my hands on the fucking steering wheel. I'm keeping my hands where you can see them. A lot of times, once I stop the car, I roll down all four windows and I turn the interior lights on. Why'd you turn the lights on? So you see, I ain't got nothing to hide, officer. I'm keeping my hands where you can see them. I'm not giving you no motherfucking reason to blow my damn brains out. Nigga, you shooting me? It's going to be some shit. So I'm going to make sure I give these motherfuckers every reason to blow this bitch up. If I, I'm i not giving you no reason to say I was aggressive. Because like I tell niggas all the time, quit getting emotional when the police pull you over. You need to treat that motherfucker like he's a nigga with a gun. Don't yell at a motherfucker with a gun. If that motherfucker got the gun on you, freeze, chill out. Officer, I'm calm. I'm not going to do shit. My hands are right here. I'm chilling. All that. What the fuck you pulling me over for, officer? I ain't even doing shit. Nigga, whenever I get pulled over, nigga, I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm not giving you no fucking reason to shoot me. Because a lot of times, I'm trying to de-escalate the situation, nigga. Even if the cop is nervous and shit. Nigga, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you no motherfucking reason to smoke me. Because a lot of these motherfucking instances, the cop is trying to egg you on. Hand on gun already. Exactly. That nigga trying to get you out of your fucking element so he can have a reason to smoke your motherfucking ass. No. Nigga, my license registration is up there, officer. Nigga, whatever he do, I'm complying. I was just watching a video where they uh got a nigga. He was in his front yard playing basketball with his kids. And, you know, the officer trying to cuff him. He like, I'm in front of my house. I'm in front of my house. Cuff me, nigga. Take me to the station. All I need is your badge number. Because I'm, I'm calm. Let me just get your badge number, officer. 
Because I'm going to sue. I'm going to speak to a lawyer about this shit. Nigga, you come on my fucking property and you try to handcuff me in front of my crib. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm going to sit in the car. And like I said, I'm always calm when the police fucking with me. All right. Let's go on down to the station. Go ahead, fingerprint me and all this good shit. All I need is your badge number and your name. So when I'm talking to the watch commander about why the fuck you was bothering me in front of my house, because the thing is, I guess he was trying to show him ID to prove that it was his house, but the officer didn't want to see his ID. And like I keep telling niggas, all right, as long as I'm alive, I got action. So when I'm suing your motherfucking ass, I'm alive to sue you. But if I'm dead, I'm no good. Again, potential energy. It can go one of two ways. Which way is it going to go? Are you going to be cool and live or are you going to be wild and die? Nigga, martyrdom ain't exactly helping. Hmm. You know, rest in peace to Trayvon Martin. It didn't help. Rest in peace to Mike Brown. It didn't help. Rest in peace to Eric Garner. It didn't help. Me, I choose to be calm. Shit, my way might not work, but that's the way that I suggest. You know, a lot of times when it comes to situations like that, like when motherfuckers riot, I don't believe in being emotional. I believe if the police kill a motherfucker unjustly and he gets off, circulate a petition to get the motherfucking watch commander fired and the chief of police fired. And the next time the mayor runs for office, he's out of here, too. Who was the sitting judge? Get his ass up out of here. Who defended him? We getting everybody, everybody who was involved in that cop going home is the fuck up out of here because they don't fear a riot. Them motherfuckers fear losing their money. Two things that white people speak in blood and money. So if we can stop their money, them motherfuckers is going to listen. But if we just sitting up here burning up shit, we burning up a lot of shit that's insured. So sometimes when they watching us burn down buildings and shit, they laughing at us. Oh, yeah. We're going to go ahead and let them niggas wild the fuck out. They'll be over it soon. Fuck around and get more than what the shit was worth. Yeah. And um, Nefo said, you don't want the, the visual of your kids carrying you off away from home. True. But I also don't want the visual of the police blowing my brains out in front of my kids. So a lot of times, if you don't allow them to cuff you, and put you in the back of that car and they blow your fucking brains out. I'm sure your kids got a much better image of you in the back of a police car than in a casket. So I much rather them motherfuckers go ahead and haul me off. So when I come home, I could explain kids. These motherfuckers don't like you. These motherfuckers are not your friends. These motherfuckers are not heroes. So when you go to school and they bring the dare officer up there and he's like, hey, kids. I'm here to tell you about drugs. That motherfucker don't like you. He's waiting for you to get older so he can do the same shit to you that he did to me. You see how I'm over here minding my business, just being a good father playing basketball with y'all. And that motherfucker came into the front yard fucking with me. That's what they do, son. That was a perfect example. And you see how calm I was, son. You see how I just let that shit fly. This is how you should act, son. Don't let these motherfuckers get you out of your element because they want you to do that so they can Sandra Bland you. We're not going to let that happen to us. We're going to go ahead and play that shit cool. Because like I say, I always believe in cool, potential energy. One of two ways. You're going to spring up or you're going to disperse. I believe in springing up. Like, we're going to get our get back. We just ain't going to get it how they think we going to get it because the way we've been doing it obviously ain't been working. A lot of times we've been reacting emotionally. We need to. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Start acting strategically. Even though it's just one of them things. Like when they realize that we got our shit together, it's going to be some blowback. But that's the reason I believe that we should all be gun owners just like they are. Mm -hmm. Because when we start waking up and really start getting on our shit and start getting our financial game together, we're going to have to start getting our military game together. Because when they realizing that we getting on par with them, you remember what happened with Black Wall Street? They firebombed that shit. That was the first air, what, the, the first um, bomb dropped from air on U.S. soil. Mm -hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street. That was the first time an air, uh, a, a bomb dropped from an airplane. Air raid. Yeah. Because we was getting our shit together. So it's like, man, these, these motherfuckers is, um, like Nifo said, modern day plantation overseers. Yes, that's completely true. These motherfuckers are slave catchers. But, I, you know, like I always say, slavery ain't went nowhere. It just evolved. That's literally all that happened. And slavery, we was damn near better off. I'm not saying we was better off because we was getting, you know, raped, killed, beat, separated from our kids and all that shit. But in slavery, at least you knew as long as you did your job, you was going to have food and shelter. Nowadays, if you don't have the right job, you can't afford food and shelter. Mm -hmm. If you work at McDonald's and you got three kids, you fucked. You're going to have to do some hustling. You're going to have to figure some shit out. At least in slavery, as long as you picked your cotton, you was going to have somewhere to lay your head. Like it, it's, you know, it just evolved. It just changed. The game is the same. The players just changed. You know, a lot of times in any game, in any sport, the the base of the sport remains the same. In basketball, you dribble a ball and you try to put it in the hole. But as time goes on, the game evolves. We went from that backboard that was a solid piece to now we got the thing that goes up and down. We went from a solid backboard to the glass backboard. We went from the solid rim to the rim that bends. Mm -hmm. Every time something happened, the game evolves. That's the only thing that happened. Them motherfuckers just found the, a new way to enslave us. Just <clears> like prison. All they do is find a new excuse to do old shit. But it's the same fucking shit. But my angle with all of this shit, again, is it's not what's going on in life. It's how you react to it. You're not judged by what's happening to you. You're judged by how you react to it. You're not judged by... What situation the motherfucker put you in? Because like I always tell people, you can never control what happens to you. You can only control your reaction. That's the reason that I was so fascinated by the idea of potential energy. Because a lot of times things can go one of two ways. You can be a rubber ball or you can be a glass ball. You going to shatter when I throw your ass up against the ground or you going to bounce up when I throw your ass against the ground. Black people, it's a um an African proverb. I don't know what part of Africa, but it says that the African race is a rubber ball. The harder you throw it to the ground, the harder it bounces back up. Mm. Because a lot of people, when put in the same circumstances that we in, haven't fared so well. None whatsoever. Like black people, we we made out of some special shit. Because other cultures that have been put in the same circumstances as us would have been fucked. Telling you. That's why they keep us down. Because they, they know how special we are. And they know once we get that that one step forward, it's a wrap. Let let black people start waking up all the way. Yeah. Over. Exactly. And, you know, it's like they always say that there's no no testimony without a test. And I'm I'm a strong believer in that shit because I, I look at a lot of what happens negatively because, you know, we're going super deep with this shit. I was keeping this shit to some regular just real nigga shit. But we 
went there with it, even though I was going to work my way there eventually. But just to dial it back to just keeping it to regular everyday shit, like there's nothing without conflict. Like I look at just how our little technical difficulty situation or the situation with my house or just anything going wrong in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Instead of complaining about it, you just got to look at the big picture. A lot of times, a lot of shit that fucks people up. Like when I see people who not good at dealing with pressure situations or a lot of people who not good with dealing with adverse circumstances. If you would look at the fact that you're going to brag about this one day, a lot of us will be a lot better in pressure situations or a lot better in scenarios where, say, you lose your job or something don't go your way or you, you wanted to get a promotion and you didn't get it or just all types of shit that happens to people that a lot of motherfuckers, they potential energy goes negative instead of going positive. Like watch a movie. Have you ever seen a movie where there was no conflict? Nope. There's no fucking Batman without the Joker. There's no Superman without Lex Luthor. You are you're not a hero without a villain. What what is good with no evil? Like if 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 there was nobody fucking up, what the fuck would we need Jesus for? Nothing. Exactly. So it's like a lot of times when when shit goes wrong in your life, you got to look at that shit like, I'm going to brag about this shit one day. Like, think about it, my nigga. Started from the bottom, now we here. Mm -hmm. Nobody give a fuck. What rapper could say, man, I ain't never been through shit, nigga. I'm just rapping. (laughs) Who gives a fuck? If if you ain't got no 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 bumps and screw no bumps and bruises on you, don't nobody give a fuck about you. Yeah, you most definitely considered corny. Exactly, nigga. You can't say coming from the suburbs, rapping from the top. So, bitch, nobody want to hear that shit. You end up being about a rapper that uh that raps about uh biracial logic. <laughs> yeah. Who's he popular with? <laughs> Man, his other side exactly. If if he's black, because I don't, uh, I don't know. But anyway. Jury out. You no. know, he 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 could be Rachel Dolezal. He could be transracial. Yeah, I, I don't see black with him, but and I don't even see him going on black platforms. I don't never, I don't ever see him on the Breakfast Club or like shit like that. But I've heard about him on white radio stations. No shit, huh? Yeah, like you know, but again. You know, that it's it's the potential energy. A lot of people respect scars more than they respect the, you know, like put it this way. Everybody loved the underdog. Facts. People was rooting for Houston to win. Not because they're from Houston or they enjoy Houston or they like James Harden. They just tired of seeing the fucking Warriors win. But remember, when the before the Warriors won that first championship, everybody was a fucking Warrior fan. They was the lovable fucking, these niggas, they played basketball the right way. They drafted all their players. They didn't buy nobody. They didn't create a super team. No super free agents came. It was just Steph Curry, this little underdog kid from Davidson, and this ugly nigga Draymond Green. He was a second-round draft pick, and Clay. nobody wanted him. And now look at these niggas. They dope. Everybody was rooting for them niggas until they won like that second or third championship. Now I'm like, God damn, come on, my nigga. Fuck shit. Can somebody else win? Shout out to Mark Jackson. Exactly. Cause y'all niggas try to erase my nigga legacy. Once they got to that peak where they knew like, oh, these niggas finna start winning. You get my nigga the fuck up out of town. And brought in the white man. Only thing I'm glad of is they did give him a ring. Yeah, yeah, they had to. He created that fucking team. If not for Mark Jackson, they just would have been a bunch of niggas that was whatever. And again, potential energy. It could have went one of two ways. Because like I tell motherfuckers, imagine if um, Steph Curry got drafted to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been able to do all that wild ass dribbling and shooting. A lot of situations, you know, you can you can flourish in this situation but not that one. Imagine if Kawhi Leonard got drafted to 
Charlotte. Do you think he'd have been Kawhi Leonard without Popovich's help? Nope. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of situations that could go a certain way based on certain factors. And I look at a lot of this shit. Like, me personally, that's just how I look at life in general. That's how I look at falling on my ass. Like, this could be something I could brag about, or this could be something that I just be a bitch about. I fell on my ass. This shit ain't for me. I could be like, man, I'm on my fucking 11th episode of this podcast. I ain't got a thousand listeners yet, man. Fuck this podcast and shit. This shit bullshit. I ain't, I ain't famous yet. I ain't blew up yet. I'm still, I'm still recording at a nigga house, man. Fuck this shit. I'm just going to go back to working my regular nine to five, man. This podcast shit ain't for me. It's potential energy. You can look at shit as what it is, or you can look at shit as what it could be. Because a lot of people don't understand that what it is ain't shit. It's what it could be. But a lot of motherfuckers, you know, they 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 go negative when shit don't go their way. You know, if 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 you turn that little, what's the jack in the box? If that motherfucker don't pop up when you want it to, you like, man, fuck this jack in the box. This shit don't even work. I done cranked this motherfucker three times. And this little nigga ain't jumped out this fucking box yet. Fuck this shit. But it's the nigga who keep on cranking like this motherfucker going to pop up eventually. Fuck the bullshit. You know, because that's the winner. Winners are the motherfuckers who look at shit in the positive. Losers are the motherfuckers who look at the shit in the negative. Potential motherfucking energy. Tell you, I'll be going through that a lot. Like um, some some people have certain things to say about certain shows here. And I'll be like, yeah, that's you on the outside. But understand like i see the potential in all of this shit i wouldn't work with motherfuckers if i didn't see the potential you know what i'm saying like we have a, a real recipe for greatness here you know what i'm saying so you know what, that, what other people say about what's going on here it's cool you you'll see once once uh we get to that point then you'll see it made sense one day all this shit would make sense that's why i made that post nigga it all makes sense to everybody else one day. We all know what we got going. Exactly. You know, and it's like um, something that I saw, I was in the mall. I'm, I'm looking for, like, basically Nipsey Hustle themed art to put into my boom boom room because I'm putting my little shrine in Nipsey Hustle and shit. Yeah. And I saw this picture. It had the little, um, a couple of his quotes. And the quote said, don't try to build a brick wall. Just lay down a bunch of bricks. And when you come back, you'll have a brick wall. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, that's, that's some real shit. Cause a lot of motherfuckers, they want shit to just be there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, if, if I'm building a house and all you see is the wood planks put up, you're like, man, that's an ugly ass bullshit house. I'm not finished with the motherfucker yet. If, if you just looking at the, the, the process and you're not looking at the finished fucking product, you fucking missing the whole point of what the fuck I'm doing. You know, so I look at a lot of shit like when I look at what I'm going through or what's happening at the time in the process of something, I just always say it's just a fucking process. To me, failure is part of the process. I'm, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I've had four certified failed businesses. It kaput, fucked up, gone. I've had a barbershop. I've been a graphic designer. I've done all types of shit and it's flopped like, mm-hmm. wow, that sucked. But that's not going to stop me from being an entrepreneur. That's not going to make me say, you know what? This business shit ain't for me. Fuck this shit. Hell no, nigga. I'm going to keep on motherfucking something going to stick. But see, you learn from the past situations you was in. Exactly. You know, when I when I had uh, the studio in Mill Ticket Entertainment, I learned how that shit went south and I won't let that shit happen this go around. You know what I'm saying? Like over there, I was trying to be everything. The owner, the engineer, uh, producing artists, uh, promotion, this and that, and that. Like then when you spread so thin, you can't do too much. I know here that I can't do all of that and still be a good podcaster. You know what I'm saying? So I have, you know, got a meeting with somebody to come in on the business side to help out with that. So yeah. if, you, if you don't learn from your past experiences, <clears throat> you fucking up. 
Exactly. You know, it, it's just if you keep doing the same mistakes, you know, the the whole thing that the fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Like I refuse to do the same shit that I did over there, here. Yeah. And and plus, I mean, now I mean, it's I feel way more confident with this shit than the music shit. Maybe I'm 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 I'm, I'm keyed and zoned in, and I'm I'm you know trained to go now. But it, y'all y'all will see. Everybody will see this everything. This townhouse shit is for real. Yeah. And again, like that's that's the reason I'm I'm so big on repetition when I do my personal podcast. Like every time I do a podcast, whatever the title is, a lot of times I end up saying that shit like 20 or 30 times in the show. Mm-hmm. Potential motherfucking energy. Mm-hmm. Because I want to drill that shit into a motherfucker's head. Like I, I look at it like branding. Like you see McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. Even if you know what McDonald's is, where McDonald's is and all that shit, just like Nike. You see that motherfucker so much, it's just ingrained in your fucking head. I do this shit because I understand that repetition is the way motherfuckers learn a lot of times. If I keep on saying this motherfucking shit, I'm trying to drill a lot of these concepts into motherfuckers' heads. So you look at what the fuck I'm saying and you can apply this shit to your life. Like this podcast is not to entertain motherfuckers per se. I'm trying to convey information to motherfuckers like this podcast is something that i want to be looked at in the same vein as reading 48 laws of power i want motherfuckers to be like yeah you know i read rich dad poor dad i read 48 laws of power i read mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on bring home all your cozy cold weather favorites at clearance prices deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses plus save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year spot the red tag at overstock to make your dream home come true War and Peace, and I listen to the Too Much Game podcast. Like, I want my shit to be mentioned like that. Like, nigga, this is some real-life information that, nigga, I became a millionaire listening to this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't become a millionaire speaking into this motherfucker and telling niggas, I would love for a motherfucker to tap me on the shoulder like, damn, nigga, you young Dolomite? Nigga, I've been listening to your podcast, nigga. This is the impact that it had on my life. This shit helped me do this, 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 and that. And I've gotten DMs from motherfuckers saying, like, man, I heard that leverage episode and da 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 da. You know, I heard that this episode and blah blah blah. That's that shit is dope as a motherfucker to me. Cause mm-hmm. that's the whole aim of the shit. Because I feel like, man, I'm I I I, I entertain you on the other podcast. I entertain you all types of places. Motherfuckers who know me personally. I crack jokes all motherfucking day. I enjoy making people laugh. I enjoy entertaining motherfuckers. I enjoy putting smiles on niggas' faces. But what I also enjoy is knowing that after knowing me or after having a conversation with me, you left better than you were after, you know, before we spoke. Right. Like, I want to have that type of impact on people. That's the reason I'm such a big fan of Nipsey Hussle. He said, you know, the highest human act is to inspire. Like, I want to be the motherfucker that people like, man, nigga, I, I fuck with this nigga, man. That shit really put me in a better position. And I hear it a lot from niggas who I know personally. You know, sometimes a real nigga will give you that type of compliment. Like, nigga, I'm glad you did ABCD, nigga, because now I'm EFG over here. Mm-hmm. And without that little lookout you gave me, nigga, I still be fucked up somewhere. You know, like, that's the reason I do this shit. Like, I want to help motherfuckers. You know, but back to the topic, potential motherfucking energy. I should be putting motherfucking in the title of these motherfuckers sometimes. But mm-hmm. I'll be like, man, I need this shit to be Googleable. 
every now and then I might want a motherfucker under 19 to be able to listen to this podcast and their parents not like, what are you listening to? They're like, oh, mom, he's teaching me something. She like, not with all that damn language. But, you know, like, again, with potential energy and just setbacks in general, because potential energy is tied to or what I'm tying it to is adverse situations or situations that are unfavorable circumstances in a motherfucker's life or in a motherfucker's day or just anything like people don't even respect a lot of your accomplishments if you don't have some type of struggle attached to it like rappers if if you ain't got a fucked up story as a rapper like oh nigga i used to be sleeping in the car i was homeless or i come from the most dangerous part of the city that i'm from or you know me and my mama was struggling and we was fucked up and we was poor that's the type of shit niggas want to hear. That's the bars niggas want to hear. Niggas want to hear struggle. Niggas want you to be able to like, nigga, I was knocking roaches out the cereal box. Nigga, it was times when I, I didn't even eat every day. Nigga, I only ate dinner two days a week. I only ate breakfast at school. Nigga, the only time I got to eat was, you know, whoop de whoop. Nigga, I was sleeping under the freeway bridge. My mom was on crack and my daddy wasn't there. Nigga, my grandma was in jail. Nigga, I was... I was born in a homeless shelter. Like, that's the type of shit niggas be wanting to hear. Mm -hmm. Because if you tell a nigga, I had both parents, they raised me right, I went to private school. What the? Don't nobody want to hear that shit? Like when, um... Not us. Exactly. Like when Kylie Jenner won the, um... Oh, not won. But when she became, quote-unquote, the first self-made billionaire. They cut her ass up on Twitter. Like, the fuck you mean self-made? Bitch, you started off rich. Yeah, that what her shit was off of her fucking sister. That sex tape put them at the top. Exactly, but see what I'm saying? That's what your, that's what you equate to her success, right? Yep. And the reason that this episode is entitled "Potential Energy" is because this is my devil's advocate argument to that. Think about all the other motherfuckers from her neighborhood who had the same type of money. They not billionaires. True. She. Flip that little couple of million dollars into a billion dollar empire. Just like a lot of people say with Trump. He started out with a little million dollars and he became a multi-billionaire and the president. But think about all the other motherfuckers that had the exact same deck of cards that he had. Didn't turn it into nothing. A lot of motherfuckers win the lottery. They win $75 million. And what do they do with all those millions of dollars? Cluck. Not a fucking thing. So it's all about what you do with the cards that you dealt. Some motherfuckers get a better hand than others to start with, but it's about how you play the hand that matters. Fuck the hand is how you play the motherfucker. Cause nigga, if me and you playing dominoes, I'm a fucking beast. You terrible. You get a hand full of fives. I'll still fuck you up if I'm better than you because I know how to play my hand. Mm hmm. So it ain't about what you got. It ain't about what happens to you. It's about how you react. Potential fucking energy. It's the, the energy is there. What are you going to do with this shit? You could be from the worst fucking circumstances. This is the, the reason I say the reason struggle is so fucking looked up to is because damn nigga, you had a fucked up hand. And you still won. Think about it. LeBron James, when they beat the Warriors, mm -hmm. what's the number one thing you always hear about them niggas beating the Warriors? What's that? They overcame a 3-1 lead. Oh, yeah. That, that was the main, the main part. Exactly. Because they wasn't supposed to win at all. Exactly. And what else? What did the Warriors do that season? That, uh, that, uh, uh, 73 and 9. Yeah. The best the they, best team. They literally beat probably one of the best teams ever assembled. Right. So that's the best NBA record. Exactly. So that would put them up there with the, the best team put together over the the Bulls that went 72 and 10. Exactly. But imagine if they beat the Pelicans. Will we even be talking about that shit? Hell no, because we knew that was supposed to happen. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's potential energy. The, the harder you bounce that ball against the ground, 
that's when you get the most shine. You know, it's just like it takes fucking what, like um, 725,000 pounds of pressure to make a diamond. Mm. That's the reason we are, are so attracted to diamonds. Other than the motherfuckers being pretty shiny and clear, because think about it, my nigga. So was a cubic zirconia. Mm-hmm. But we don't look at it like it's a motherfucking diamond because a diamond is real. A diamond went through that motherfucking pressure. Mm-hmm. Cubic zirconia looks the exact fucking same. But we respect that real shit because of that pressure that that motherfucker went through. A lot of motherfuckers don't understand what went into making the diamond. But we do understand that a diamond is fucking rare. And that's what we respect. A lot of motherfuckers that can go through harsh circumstances and still prevail are rare. Because a lot of motherfuckers in them same fucked up circumstances became ain't shit. Oh, yeah. A lot of rappers. What the fuck rappers talk about all day? These buster ass niggas. Fuck these niggas. Fuck these niggas. Fuck these niggas. These niggas. These niggas. All these niggas is from your neighborhood. All these niggas are the niggas who same circumstances you ain't fucking shit. So that's why you like fuck these niggas because these niggas had the same 24 hour day I had and they became ain't shit sorry ass niggas. Because you know like how they say necessity is the mother of invention. I say adversity is the mother of greatness. Because without adversity there is no greatness. Without fucked up circumstances, there is no no story. You you can't have a movie without conflict. You can't have Batman without Lex Luthor. There will be no need. So you got to look at any fucked up circumstance as Lex Luthor. And think about how you going to defeat the motherfucking shit. You know, like you got to embrace adversity. Like a lot of us don't know who we are until we get put in a fucked up situation. Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> you know, you nigga. And I seen this shit literally. I remember when I was in junior high, this dude I knew, this motherfucker literally had like a brown belt in karate. The brown belt is the belt right before the black belt. So he was a super karate kid. Like this motherfucker knew all the shit. He getting ready to get into a fight, nigga. He getting his little karate stance. Nigga get snuck. Bow! Swimming. <laughs> Swimming and windmilling. Nigga, did, and, and no more karate moves. Nigga, that nigga went from uh that nigga went from Bruce Lee to old dirty bastard. Once that, that motherfucking punch connected to that jaw, instinct kicked in. You know, you don't you don't know who you are while you breaking them boards. Cause them boards ain't gonna punch your ass back. So when you doing all them karate moves and everything is happening and it's in a controlled environment that, that you you know what everything is happening. It's easy to say what you'll do. Like, you know, it's a thousand niggas. Man, nigga, if it was me, I'd have did this. I'd have did that. You wouldn't have did shit. I, if, if I ain't seen you do it, you don't know. If you ain't seen you do if you ain't never been put in a circumstance, shut the fuck up. Because you don't know what the fuck you'll do. Nobody knows what they going to do until they test it. And a lot of times you need that pressure. To know whether or not you could take it. The reason jobs test you. Before they hire you. Is because they need to know that you can do the job. They put you on probation to say. Okay he can lift 75 pounds. You know they give you that little. That little written test where they say. What would you do if. You're standing here and your your best friend at the job. Steals $50. They try to paint pictures to see what you would do in adverse situations. They don't say, what would you do on a Friday if everything's going right? You ever seen that question on the test? (laughs) Hell no. What do you do when everybody's paying for everything and the the air conditioner works perfect and everybody's smiling at you? What do you do? There's no need for that. They're going to ask you, okay, what are you going to do if the boss comes in here and you see him still? $750,000 out of the safe. And he tells you that if you say anything, you're going to get fired. What do you do? 
they try to paint a, a scenario of pressure to see what your potential energy about. What are you going to do? Are you going to do some bullshit? Or are you going to do the right thing? So that's the reason that this episode is entitled Potential Energy, because everything in life is about potential energy. It's not about what happens to you. It's about how you react to it. Potential. What are you going to do? Are you going to be reactive, proactive? Are you going to be emotional? Are you going to be logical? I choose logic. You know, what are you going to do? Motherfuckers brag about scars and living in bad neighborhoods because survival was a badge of honor. Like they look at going through fucked up shit and coming out of that as something worth bragging about. A lot of motherfuckers ain't even from a fucked up neighborhood. They just lie and say they went through some shit because they know that it's an honorable trait to have gone through something. It's 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 the beautiful struggle. We all understand it. A lot of us might not have it on the front of our mind, but subconsciously we all understand this concept. You know, so. A, a lot of motherfuckers try to use that to pump up the potential energy that they have. I, I, I went through this and I did this and I do this to show you that when they get put in a fucked up circumstance, they can react positively. That's why they lie and say that they've been through some shit because you like, oh, OK, well, shit, that means you've been tested. A lot of times you don't even judge the friends you have unless y'all been through some shit. Every time a motherfucker bragging about, oh, this is my best friend. What do they say? Man, we done been through all this shit. We done been through this and we done been through that. Nigga, we done did this. Right? Sandbox. You ain't never heard a nigga say, shit, man, we ain't never been through shit. Everything been peaches and cream ever since I knew this nigga. That's true. That's very true. Like, you know, it's it's. It's unfavorable circumstances that motherfuckers brag about. So when something unfavorable happened, take it for what it is. Valuable experience. You're going to brag more about your scars than when nothing went wrong. Niggas always brag about fucked up Mondays before they brag about great Saturdays. A lot of your memories in life are tied to negative shit. You remember bumping your head. More than you remember a, a Friday when nothing went wrong. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of times you got a scar and you remember where you got the scar from. But you forget when you got that Nintendo game. Because negativity is something that we just program to remember. And a lot of times you got to embrace that shit. When shit goes fucked up, I'm always like, it's just part of the process. We're going to go ahead and grow from this shit like we grew from the last fucked up shit. You know. So if it don't kill you, it exposed the real you. And I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This is your host, Young Dolomite. Of the Too Much Game podcast. Sitting here with the super producer. Yes. Ben Ready. Oh, my bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Man, we're going to be back at you motherfuckers next week. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too Much Game. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.